Today on High Point with Ron Zappia. This is what we're going for. This is what God wants to perform in you. He wants to do a miracle. He wants 2.0 version. He wants you to look more like his son in the midst of the entanglement. I just need to look at this through the eyes and lens of who God is. Welcome to High Point with Ron Zappia, pastor of High Point Church in the suburbs of Chicago. It's great to have you with us today because we're starting a brand new series called Untangled. And uh, Ron, before our friends think they've turned into maybe the Disney Channel or something like that, uh, what are we talking about? What's the series? Well, we all know what it's like when our lives get tangled up with bad choices, with difficult circumstances, with busyness, and even sin. And at first, we might not even notice the consequences. But later, after months or even years, we're weighed down and even entangled to the point where we can't move forward. So this new series is anchored in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, to help us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. All right, well, let's get right into the message. The new series is called Untangled. Here's Ron. As the father of three girls, I've had my fair share of challenges. I've watched all the Disney princess movies and haven't fallen asleep. I've danced the last dance at 14 consecutive daddy-daughter dances, and I got two left feet. I've woken up from a nap only to find my face covered with lipstick and makeup and jewelry and all this. I mean, yeah, you're laughing right now, but I I don't know. I've done this. I've attempted unsuccessfully to braid all three of my daughters here, the simplest, whatever, ponytails, whatever, and it's just like, I just cannot get it done. Zero success. I've tearfully walked two of my daughters down the aisle and respectedly, but reservedly place their hand into their future husbands. But the most difficult thing that I've had to do as a father of three girls is in the morning when they wake up and their long hair is matted and all full of knots, trying to comb the knots out of their hair. Can anybody identify with this? I mean, I'm trying to comb the knots out of their hair until I discovered this. This is called detangler. And this is a miracle drug right here. I mean, you just spray this on. I mean, if you don't, until I discovered this, I mean, I was pressing on their heads. There was screams in the house. There was clumps of hair and blood in the sink. It was awful. And then I'm like, well, where did this come from? How how do dads not know about this? And even now you buy it and it has frozen. I mean, when my kids were small, it was like I'd go out at all hours of the night trying to all the local establishments. I'd buy everything there was. Why? Because that was before Amazon. Are you hearing me? And this is a lifesaver. So any dads in the audience, please go ahead. If you've got young girls, just raise your hand. Anybody out here? So, yeah, all right. Go, go ahead, Joel. There you go. There you go. There, there, I gave you something. That was good. It, 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 that was pretty funny, actually. He put his hand up, and I didn't recognize. He's got a cast on his hand. That was a bit of a problem. I can't tell. I can't see that far. But the young lady behind you should be a, a pro athlete because she caught what you could not. And, um, but seriously, 
Hey, life gets tangled up, does it not? I mean, we get tangled in all kinds of things at our jobs with duties and expectations in our family, and, and things just continue to press in with the changes that we have to negotiate and navigate, and things get tangled up at work, at school, at home, and even church. So what are we to do about That's what I want to talk to you about. If you have a Bible, do this. Open it up to Hebrews chapter 12. We are starting a new series. I want to tell you how to get untangled. That is the name of the series. This is the intro message. And what I simply want to do is I want to introduce you to the detangler. This is the one who can detangle everything and give us focus, freedom, and fulfillment. This passage is all about him. I see five specific requirements that will help us, the necessary things we need to do to begin the untangling process. That's what I want to call us to as a church family. This message is going out to all of our campuses, untangled. That's what we want to be. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 12. The writer says this in Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you for your word and thank you for what this particular book, Hebrews, brings to us today. First 11 chapters talk about Jesus, who he is, what he's done, and what he's about. And as we now look into chapter 12, may you teach us, may you guide us. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of the Lord. Father, I know that many of us are feeling tangled up with certain responsibilities, even as a new school year starts, as a new ministry year begins. Let us sort through all that. Give us wisdom from this letter. Help us, if you agree with that prayer, simply say amen. So let's do this. Let's start with the first thing. And if you're a note taker, go ahead and write this down. First requirement, untangling requires unparalleled community. So untangling requires each and every one of us. You can't untangle yourself. We get all bound up. We get all wound up. And so untangling is something that we all have to recognize happens. Look with me at verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 12. It says that we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. So what the writer, there's much debate about who the writer is of this particular letter. What the writer is saying is simply this, that people are looking down upon us. That's the picture he's painting for sure. He's doing this, he's comparing the Christian life to a race, which many times that's true in scripture, you'll see that analogy. But what he's not doing is this, he's not saying as people indicate that people in heaven can see us. That's not what he's saying. Many have walked away with that understanding and that the people in heaven are looking down upon us. No, they got better stuff to do, I'm telling you. It's not what they see in us, it's what we're to see in them. It's not what they're looking down to see what's going on with us. It's what we're to look up and look specifically in God's word to see what they've done, to see what they've accomplished, to see the faith they looked into and what they did. And so as you look at Hebrews chapter 11, that's the, what's often termed called the great wall of faith and the great hall of faith. And so these are the people that have gone before us. But if you take careful inventory of their lives, you'll see that they were just as entangled as we are, if not worse. And so that should give us great 
consolation as things are grabbing at our heels and knocking us down. But the truth is we all need untangling. Say all. All of us, every single person, we all do. And we're like this seal. Go ahead and look at this video. We're kind of like this seal who's caught in this net. And we've got somebody who's trying to break him free. And, and so he's trapped. He's entangled. He needs to be set free. The commitments we make tangle us up. And we need to kind of cut and break free. The, the work projects that we never signed up for, it, it just tangles us up. The credit card debt, the messy relationships. I, I mean, all the things that kind of are around us. We need help. Just as this seal can't get himself free, we can't do the same. He wants to swim and find fulfillment and look at it goes in. Come on now, give me a big, a big applause. I mean, that's what we need. And so we need each other to set us free from even the sin that seems so harmless at first. And what happened is it's so hurtful now as we seem so helpless to rid ourselves of it. So this is where we're heading in this series. We want to talk about community. It's the year of relationship at our church. And so 2019 has certainly been that. So what we want to do is I want to just give you an idea of where we're heading in this series. So this is the intro message. You can see, I won't go through every single one of these, but you can see the dates and the corresponding topics. We're going to talk next week about untangling my religion. That what In religion, we can get all tangled up, misunderstanding the truth about who God is and what we're to do versus what he does. And so we're going to be looking at the story of Nicodemus next week. We're going to talk about untangling my soul these first two weeks. I'm telling you, you got somebody who's on the fence or has turned their back on God or doesn't understand the fullness of the gospel, you better invite them because those are going to be two great weeks. Then we're going to jump in and talk about relationships and untangling those relationships. Our identity, our calling, finance is such a big thing today is that people's finances and debt and difficulty has, has caused them to be tangled up. I can hardly wait to get to untangling pain. And what we're going to talk about when we're talking about untangling our pain is the difference between trials of circumstance and trials of consequence. We're going to take two weeks on this because there's difficulty that arises. We'll see it here in a moment as we talk a bit about this. But there's consequences that come as a result of uh, our sinfulness and our pain. But then there's other things that just happen because of the world that we live in and the destruction that we see. I mean, another shooting. We just hear, I, I was on the treadmill this morning and looking at the news and see this thing uh, again in Texas, five more people killed and 21 injured. I mean, there's just, the world is spinning out of control. We're going to talk about failures and untangling singleness. And please don't be misunderstanding at all. We're not saying that there's a tangle there that we who are not single don't understand the calling and what that looks like. And I'm really excited about that as well as untangling my future. So that's where we're headed because we want to untangle to find focus, freedom, and fulfillment. That's the series. So that's where we're heading. Second thing is this, we're going to go back to the text now. And what I want to do is I want to show you the first of four exhortations in the text. So as we walk through the text now, I'm going to give you five requirements, but then there's four literal exhortations that as we study the Bible together that you're going to see. The first one is lay aside. And so we see that in the middle of verse one and untangling requires unwavering commitment that we're going to lay aside some things. 
You're listening to High Point with Ron Zappia. Today's message is the introduction to a great new series called Untangled. You can request a copy of today's broadcast when you call 844-HP-RADIO or head to highpointministries.com. High Point continues in just a moment with more from Pastor Ron. Joy. Everyone wants it, but not everyone knows how to get it. It's often thought to be the same as happiness, an unstable emotion that comes and goes based on the circumstances of life. But joy from God defies the odds and goes against the grain of how society defines it. Here at High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia, we want you to experience the supernatural delight that joy brings in the person of God, the purposes of God, and the people of God. That's why throughout the month of March, for a donation of any amount to High Point Ministries with Ron Zappia, we'll send you Unexplainable Joy, a journey through Philippians. Walk through the Unexplainable Joy teaching series with Pastor Ron and use this study to apply each message to your life so you can elevate your faith and experience true, unexplainable joy in your life. Give us a call at 844-HP-RADIO to receive your copy of this original High Point Ministries resource for a donation of any amount, or request this resource online at highpointministries.com. This is High Point with Ron Zappia. Ron's the pastor of High Point Church in the suburbs of Chicago. Our message today is from our brand new series called Untangled, and you can stream the audio or watch the video when you go to highpointministries.com. Now let's get back to the message. Here's Ron. So what specifically are we to lay aside? Well, that word means the removal of something. It literally means uh, like what athletes, how they remove their warm-ups. If we continue the analogy uh, of the sports, the, the, the picture is painted for us. But it says this, that let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely to us. So let's take those one at a time. Every weight, some versions, um, the one I memorized says encumbrance. So what is that like? Well, that's like the things, the excess things that get in our lives that slow us down. Imagine if there was a sprinter and he had 10 pounds of gold chains around his neck. I mean, that would slow him down. It's excess. It's, it's not necessary. I know for me, what slows me down in their house or out my productivity is Netflix. Can anybody identify? That just slows the productivity level down to a degree of halting. And so there's things that could be good things that are what? Crowding out the best things. And so we want to make sure that what? That every weight or incumbence. And then it says sin. And certainly the sin is the difficulty. The writer doesn't have a specific sin in mind, but he's talking about the besetting sins that each and every one of us has. And so these are the things that halt our progress and the besetting sins that we have. As crazy as it sounds, um, let me give you a picture of what was going on in the ancient days. As crazy as it sounds, they would fill the Colosseum for this track meet, so to speak, that he's referring to, and the runners, catch this, would actually run nude. Are you kidding me? Yes, they wouldn't let the women into the stadium, and they would run around because they didn't want to have any hindrance of clothing that they would fall down or this or that now i don't know as i think about this there's multiple things wrong with that don't you think i, I, I mean but I, I, are you getting the picture now i don't want you to get the picture but i want you to understand that what sometimes our clothing can actually hinder us it's like you're not going to run a race in a tuxedo or a wedding gown but it clings so closely i want you to take a look at that word for a moment uh the three words cling so closely in our english bibles it comes from one greek word it's a rare word it's only used here in the new testament um one time this is the only time some versions say entangles hence the name of our series other versions say ensnared 
I need to describe this word. It's, it's more than the gum that you get on the bottom of your shoe. Anybody annoyed with that? It's like, oh gosh, here we go. And, and it's much more than that. It, it's more than what happens with the lint in your dryer as it collects itself um, you know, in the filter. What this is, is imagine for a moment, this is like a straitjacket. And, and so what it says clings so closely, it's a straitjacket that, that confines you. And so what clings so closely is the confinement that is happening. If you experience the confinement from hindrances and from sin, give me a hand raise. Come on, let's be honest in church. It, it, it slows us down. I remember when uh, my middle daughter and I had a little project and the family agreed that the family room, we wanted to, we're redoing the basement and we wanted to get some furniture down there. So we took the big armoire that was in the family room and we were going to slide it down the stairway and get it downstairs. And so my middle daughter and I looked at her. She was in middle school and I said, come on, girl, we can get this done for the family when they get back. She's like, yes, I failed to measure the opening correctly. Okay, spatial capacity is not the best for me. So I, I just never understand. If you lift it up, you turn it, what, you flip it? I mean, I, you know, I thought we could do it. So I went down first to carry all the weight, and she just basically slid it on top of me. And, and so I'm down there, you know, and we got it on the stairs. It's this big arm war. And so what I recognize next is there's no way we can flip it around. It's, not, it's stuck in the stairway. And so we got a little opening, and she looked at me and said, Dad, you're stuck. I said, I, I know. And so she's like, I'm up here. I'll see you later. I, no, I, I'm just like, so I could, we don't have a basement door. I mean, the basement window ain't big enough. I mean, I'm stuck down there. So one of two things were going to happen. The first one she suggested was, should we call mom? I said, never we're going to call mom to get us out of this situation. I will never hear the end of it. We are never calling your mom. We're never even going to speak about this incident again. And so I said to my daughter, go into the garage and open the tools box, and you're going to see where it's like a closet, and you're going to see what's called a sledgehammer. So she brought the sledgehammer down with a smile on her face, and I, yes, I did. I broke my way free. And we took that wood, and we got a nice fire going outside, and, and everything was gone. Are you hearing me? So there was no remnants of, hey, what happened to that armor? I don't know. I just don't know what happened to the armor. It's just, what's smoking out back? I don't know. I just don't know what's going on. And, and so... Isn't it true that we get trapped and we, I mean, we do crazy things. We do all kinds of things. We hide things. We say things. We do things. We are entrapped in not only sin, but the hindrances that slow us down. And, and so we need each other. We need the community that's unparalleled, that's not like the world. We need unwavering commitment that we're going to do this, that we're going to be committed together to do this. We need the third thing is untangling requires uncompromising character. This is so important, and this is what we're going for. This is what God wants to perform in you. He wants to do a miracle. He wants 2.0 version. He wants you to look more like his son. And so again, we're going to look at the text at the end of verse 1, and as we study the Bible together, there's four exhortations in these verses, these three verses, and here we're going to see the second one, and so can you guess it? He says, let us run. So there it is. There's the exhortation. So hey, man, get moving. Hey, get out of here. Hey, flee. Let us run, though, not quickly, not a hundred-yard dash. That's not his point. Run with endurance. So that's a really big key. If you double-click on that word endurance in the original language, it comes from a compound word that the first word that kind of is stuck to the second word, it, it literally means under. The other word in the Greek language means to remain. So you got to flip it around. It's to remain under. 
And so it's this idea that you're to remain under the pressure. And imagine right now somebody coming around as you're sitting so nicely in the worship center here or outside listening in the lobby or at home on the internet. And imagine somebody come alongside you and putting their hands on their shoulders and then starting to press down. That's the picture. And so as life presses down on you, will you remain under? Or will you try to squirm? Will you try to run? Will you cut and run? We're told to remain under. That word is translated endurance here. The Greek word, you'll oftentimes see it translated as steadfastness or patience as you read through the scripture. But that's what God is wanting to funnel into you. If we want this uncompromising character, it doesn't come any other way but through endurance. Endurance is the ability to remain under despite the pressure. I've taught on this before at our church. I often refer to it as staying power. So it's this idea that we're going to stick with it. We're going to stay. Hey, how good are we at sticking with it? Well, I don't know. You take a look at your own life and say, are you willing to do the hard thing, say the hard thing, be in the right place for the right time, learn the lesson that God has called you to learn? See, this is what it's like. It's almost like these endurance bands. Have you seen these things? And, and so everybody's into working out with these things now. And so everybody's got them. They got them on their bikes and on the, in the stationary bike. And you, you know, everybody's doing these things and doing all kinds of exercise. These endurance bands are exactly, they're, they're resistance bands, excuse me, and they create endurance. This is what God wants to do in you. Now, maybe you haven't used these. Let me show you a picture um, of me using it this past week. <laughs> Why, why are you laughing? I'm, I'm just, I don't know if I got the joke. I mean, that's me at the gym. I, you can't see my face. I mean, I know, you know, but you could tell, couldn't you? I mean, that's me. But seriously, God wants to use the trials of life to build your spiritual muscles. James chapter 1, familiar passage. Go ahead and write these two passages down if you're taking notes. These are the monumental passages to know in regards to trials, difficulties, endurance. It says in James chapter 1, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various kinds of trials. Why? Well, because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. That's the sticking power. That's the endurance that we're talking about. Same Greek word. So how do we count it all joy? Don't put a fake smile on your face. No, the only reason you can be joyful in the midst of difficulty, Christians, non-Christians have trouble with this. Well, we do too. But what? Because when you meet various kinds of trials, it's not a one-size-fit-all. You know something. It's, it's a test. Say it's a test. Nobody likes tests. I mean, I don't like tests. Nobody is, but this is a pass-fail test. This isn't an A, B, C, D, F. This is a pass if you rely and lean on the Lord. And so you need to know that it's the testing of your faith. He wants to produce steadfastness in you. Why? Because steadfastness, when it has its full effect, you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. That means you're spiritually mature. So again, the endurance band is the trial that you're going through to bring you the maturity that God wants. Second scripture, Romans chapter five. Um, give, me a, uh, give me a thumbs up. Good stuff today? I mean, this, this is really helpful information for us. Not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering. Man, it's so hard to, to, to comprehend. But, but as a follower of Christ, we're called to do this knowing that suffering produces what? Do you see it? What's the word? That, that's that same Greek word, endurance. And, and endurance produces character. And, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Why? Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So I just want to slow down for a moment and say, the only way to get this uncompromising character is through difficulty. 
So what difficulty are you facing? Can you view it as a resistance ban? Well, that's just the start of Pastor Ron Zappia's introduction to our new series called Untangled. You're listening to High Point, and all of the messages will be made available on our website when you go to highpointministries.com. Well, Ron, you brought up uh, resistance bands in today's message. Maybe explain a little bit more. What were you going for? Well, this new series is all about getting untangled from the things that are holding us back and living the fullness of the gospel message. Jesus is the great untangler. He wants to give us focus and freedom and fulfillment. So we got to lay aside the things that are getting in the way of that. But even when we clear out all these things that hinder us, that doesn't mean we won't have trials. And like those resistance bands strengthening our muscles, trials have the same effect. God uses trials to train us to run with endurance. We're talking about this throughout the entire series, so stay with us in the weeks ahead to learn more. Well, thanks so much for that biblical perspective, Ron. This brand new Untangled series is an example of how High Point's commitment to bring you relevant and practical Bible teaching. And this month, we're also offering a great new resource that's going to guide you into a life of greater joy and fulfillment. It's a booklet called A Journey Through Philippians, and it's packed with helpful questions, journal prompts, and more. Plus, it includes a USB drive loaded with all of Pastor Ron's messages from his Unexplainable Joy series. So reach out today before supplies run out. It's yours when you support High Point with a gift of any amount. Call in your donation to 844-477-2346. That's 844-HP-RADIO. Or go online to highpointministries.com. If you prefer to send a check, write to us at High Point Ministries, P.O. Box 281, Naperville, Illinois, 60566. And when you write, be sure to tell us how High Point is impacting your walk with God. You can also email Ron Zappia directly. He loves to hear from you. Just write to him at pastorron at highpointministries.com. We don't want this to be a one-way conversation, so be sure to share your prayer requests and all that God's doing in your life. That's all of our time for today. I'm Steve Smith inviting you back next time when we'll go deeper into the Untangled series. Be sure to join us Monday for High Point with Ron Zappia.